We're going to go into a dark place here. It is the story of a grand jury report. It was released this week in Pennsylvania. It was in our headlines. And it's a story that brings back one we know. We know it here in Canada after Mount Cashel and others, but it is about abuse within the Catholic Church. This grand jury report has knocked the Vatican, knocked um, theologians, really just knocked all of us on our knees. We knew that sexual abuse in the church was a problem that had to be overcome, but now we know more. This grand jury report says in Pennsylvania, 1,000 children were abused by 300 priests in six Pennsylvania dioceses, and they looked at seven decades of evidence. It took them two years, and the story is outstanding, it is gut-wrenching, and it may change the Catholic Church. Here is some sound of those who testified at the grand jury. Just think, like, the word God makes me think of him, and I just... (sighs) You're being groomed to get used to uh, a grown man's hands, you know, on you regularly. They targeted me because I was fatherless, so he would always have his hands on me. You know, that's a hard memory to uh, to have. The first thought of an erection that you have in your life is by the hands of the priest. Who would have believed me? A priest in 1948 or 47 would abuse you? I had no desire to have children. None because of this. Children I couldn't hold or hug. I didn't feel comfortable at all. I still don't feel comfortable now in relationships. The the story has taken one, as I mentioned, one we know and just moved it to our times because it's not over. I know they're having a healing mass in Pennsylvania, but is that going to work anymore? We talk a lot here in Canada about reconciliation. When there's a tragedy, we say we got to heal. Well, a lot of it is words, and you hear this, and now after this grand jury report, many people connected to the church want answers. We're going to talk about it right now, though. I want to play The Vatican Was Silent for Almost 48 Hours, and then Greg Burke spoke from the Vatican. They're really just two words uh, which can express our feelings right now about these horrible crimes, and those are shame and sorrow. The Holy See clearly takes very seriously the work of the grand jury and the very lengthy report um, it produced. The church clearly condemns the sexual abuse of minors. Survivors and victims should know that the Pope is on their side. He wants the church to listen to them so that we can root out this tragic horror which has destroyed the lives of so many innocent people is that enough is is has this grand jury laid down the groundwork where something else finally has to happen joining us is charles lewis who writes on religious issues for the national post charles lewis thank you for joining us well you're very welcome We know this story, we know it here in Canada, and we know it has been a problem, particularly for this Pope, has been under the gun, and now this grand jury. From your experience, Charles, what has this done to this story of abuse in the Catholic Church? It's just simply made it worse. 
I, I want to say one thing off the top. I, I'm a Catholic and I'm devout. And to me, this is like being punched in the stomach. It's utterly sickening. And you're right. I mean, I understand why a group of people might be holding a healing mass, but man, that doesn't even come close to what is needed. I'll give you a good example. Mm -hmm. In Pennsylvania, uh, there is not many of these abusive priests alive, though their victims are, and they, they can't be charged criminally, which is what they should be charged mm -hmm. um, under the statute of limitations. There's been moves, not just in Pennsylvania and other states, to extend it so uh, these kinds of crimes can be brought to justice. And who is uh, fighting against that? The Catholic Church. I mean, talk about tone deaf. You know, talk about right. not getting it. This, this is not, you know, I, I have to say one thing for sure. By the way, I now write, um, retired from the National Post, I now do twice a month column for the Catholic Register. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I was covering these things, you know, Cardinal Collins in Toronto, which I think he's done a very good job in clamping down on this, mm -hmm. said the first call that you make if you suspect child abuse is not to the church, it's to the police then the child service agencies, and then you let the church know. I mean, this, this is the thing that, for some reason, the church cannot get through its thick skull, is that these are criminal matters. The crimes. Right, exactly. Um, the fact that they're happening in the church, uh, I mean, uh, is, it makes it even worse than if it was happening in a civil organization. Because it's the, in the name of God, as you, we, we heard some of the emotional testimony uh, from the people who talked to the grand jury. You can imagine, I mean, it's horrible sexual abuse, is a horrible story, and then when you add with the name of God. Let me ask you, Charles, yeah. a consequence of this seems to be something that is new. You're talking about it here. There was a delay from the Vatican, and we heard their response, shame and sorrow, but they didn't really talk consequence, as you said. The pressure is on how could they possibly show that there was going to be some kind of change, some kind of responsibility for this? What do they need to do? That's a very good question. And unfortunately, um, and I've ran into this when I was a reporter, is that even though the church is hierarchical, they'll often say, well, it's up to the diocese, it's up to the diocese, right? The, the Vatican has standards, right, which are very good. The problem is, is that, um, people have to follow them. I mean, I, I, it's, so, it's so common sense. But the signals that keep getting sent out are the wrong ones. And I'll give you a very good example. Everybody remembers the giant abuse crisis in Boston, which a, a movie was made about recently, mm -hmm. titled, I oh, forget. Yeah. Cardinal Law was mm -hmm. the bishop overseeing Boston. I mean, he was aware of these issues. It was horrible. The church should have defrocked him, Right. Mm -hmm. And then he should have been brought to court. But what did they do? They brought him to Rome for some special job where he could, you know, hang out for the rest of his years. I mean, that, again, is the problem. The church... It's a cover-up. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, one of these, one of these people who was, who was named in this grand jury, they helped get him a job at Disney. The Catholic Church helped get them a job no. at Disney. Well, yes, it, it's definitely a cover-up. That's the... That's, I mean, look... You know, there's, you, you first have to understand that the victims get the worst of this, like the men and the people you were just mm -hmm. playing the tapes mm -hmm. of. I mean, I can't imagine your whole life being destroyed, um, not being able to form relationships. But then after that, 
right? The, the, the people who covered it up should have, I mean, I, I simply cannot understand. I mean, we all have in our minds dark thoughts. You know, people said, oh, I'd like to kill somebody or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's something in us that puts a check on that. So even if these men claim they were sick, and there's no doubt that they are sick, a lot of criminals are sick, what, what is missing here is the question is why were they not trained well enough that they would understand right away or were not screened out that once you have this thought, you've got to get away. You've got to go to the church and say, I cannot do this work anymore. You cannot be put in a parish. Maybe you go to... Um, you know, a monastery somewhere or something, though I'm not sure really that's the answer. I know, but you should also face criminal charges. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I said, in Toronto at least, the first call is to the police, not to the church. They treat it now as a criminal matter. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm going to say, and I hope your listeners don't think this is an excuse, it's not. The one only positive thing, and this was certainly mm-hmm. the cases that I covered, uh, and there were some horrible ones, is their historical you don't really see it happening now. In other words, the ones in Pennsylvania, there was one that was a few years old or something, but most were historical. That's why everybody is dead. I can only hope, right, in terms of the church's response, that they are doing something and it's bearing fruit. But, you know, this is just simply pure shame. And even if they're doing everything and have completely eliminated that, and I'm not saying it, they still have to, we all, I think as Catholics, have to hang our heads in shame and atone for this terrible thing. I mean, it's, but you're right, it's criminal. There, there is no, um, uh, and that's There's no way it, around it. And there's no. always, there was trying to, I know um, the report said some of the priests were actually sent to the Toronto area many, yeah, many years ago that. for some kind of rehab. Now, let me ask you, what is this going to do to the Catholic Church? It's not going away. And the Pope was feeling the heat of this. It was not going away for him. Now this is here. At what point can we access that there's a tipping point? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't right. think that exists. Yeah. It's an organization of one point, an organization, a religion of 1.2 mm-hmm. billion people. It's been around for 2,000 years consistently. You know, um, and again, I'm not making excuses, but the truth is, you know, most of it, most of those people, most of those priests are good people. That's as simple as that, which is not to make an excuse. So the church is not going anywhere. I mean, if you were to ask me when I stop giving my, you know, weekly donation, no, I'm not going to stop. Am I going to stop going to church? No. And most Catholics will tell you the same thing. But um, it just, you know, I, I can't explain it. it it's, 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 it's so emotional, but it just completely taints everything. It puts a bad taste in your mouth. And you know what? We should have a bad taste mm-hmm. in our mouth. We should feel bad about it. Um, and as far as, I mean, that's not going to help the victims, but we, and we should hold our priests accountable. I mean, we should make sure, I think parish parishioners should actually go talk to their priests and ask them, have you ever yeah. been in a situation like yeah. this? Yeah, and how do you, you know feel anybody about who it up? Mm-hmm. And what would you do if, they, if you knew? Right. And if the answer is not to call the police first, then I would correct them. All right. So, I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's the honest answer. And I think, just so I say one more thing, I think that for us, you know, I was saying to somebody the other day, you know, we Catholics go to confession, mm-hmm. which is not an easy thing to do. And then to think about it, that somebody who might be listening to confession has been abusing children, it's such um, a, a sacrilege. It is so disgusting 
So in a way, I'm not saying that people should feel sorry for Catholics. God, no. But there definitely is, I think we feel it worse. Uh, After the victims, we feel it worse than anybody else. Charles Lewis, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. Cheers. Charles Lewis, who writes about religion, joining us as we get reaction to that grand jury in Pennsylvania. I'm Arlene Bonin, and for Alex Pearson, this is Global News Radio.